Hello and uh, welcome to the very first Pep Talk podcast of 2021. I'm Andy Bannister from the Solar Centre for Public Christianity up in Scotland and I'm joined as ever all the way from the other end of the country uh, by Christy Mayer. Christy, I guess Happy New Year is a great place to begin. Oh well, thank you Andy. Happy New Year to you too. How are you doing at the start of 2021? I'm doing really well and uh, just uh, just come off a kind of nice kind of Christmas break. And even in these strange times, yeah, just sort of raring to go. Uh, sort of slightly glad 2020 is is behind us. Interesting year and uh, excited for, for 2021. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, really looking forward to actually just um, seeing what the Lord has in store for us this year. Well, I thought we thought it'd be a great sort of a way to sort of kick off 2021, sort of looking back really at 2020, because although it was a difficult year, I mean, God is at work mm-hmm. in so many ways. And uh, I don't know about you, kind of, Christy, I look back actually when in amidst the kind of chaos and some of the difficulties, also just some amazing opportunities. And I thought it'd be really great to encourage people at the start of the year mm-hmm. with a reflection and some of the things perhaps we saw last year and perhaps lessons we can learn from that. So why don't I start by putting the question to you, really? What were, you know, what was perhaps some of the highlights of 2020 uh, for you? I mean, obviously we think about COVID, but there were three months before COVID. So, you know, what were perhaps some of the highlights of the things that, that you got up to and were able to do? Hmm. Yeah, gosh, all, all that all that time ago before COVID. Can you imagine a world <laughs> before that? I um... BC. <laughs> yeah. I um yeah gosh yeah because it arrived in March didn't it um to some extent and just before that actually before the lockdowns I was in Oxford and I was in I was in Cambridge and I had the the pleasure and just such the privilege as well to be able to chat with students and and their friends through CU Mission Weeks there so I spent a good chunk of I guess it was about a week or so in in each city um doing their lunchtime events, speaking on a whole range of, of objections to the Christian faith and engaging with seekers and apathetics and, and atheists. It was it was a great couple of weeks. I think what's interesting to, I hope to, you know, encourage kind of listeners that sometimes we can think about universities as being these very kind of sort of secular places, but those mission weeks are mm-hmm. tremendous opportunities. And, uh, you know, and you're remarkably modest because, you know, you are one of the most kind of sought after and in demand and, and gifted kind of mission speakers, I know, kind of traveling the country doing amazing things. But um, Oxford and Cambridge interests me because out of the back of that mission, I remember you wrote a blog, I think it was a blog post or something, mm-hmm. where you talked about some of the questions that the students had been kind of asking in the Q&As and stuff. And it was, in, it was intriguing because they were, they were some slightly unusual ones. They were slightly different from some of the questions we usually get, right? Yeah, yeah, they are. And this is something that, um, well, first of all, thank you very much, Andy. It's very generous and very gracious of you to say what you did. But um, they are very different. They, um, I think there's a bit of a shift actually going on at university campuses at the moment. And other people talk about this widely too within UCCF, like Pete Dre, the, the head of creative evangelism. And I think in the wake of kind of new atheism, uh, what's happened is that as we've as transcendence was removed, uh, students are kind of coming in, kind of saying, well, but actually, well, you know, this doesn't quite satisfy me. Um, there's surely there's something, there is something more and what can it be? And so there's just this new level of openness. And I think the questions really reflected that in seeing that to begin with, what they're wanting to know is, is, is the gospel desirable? And I think what I was trying to do in the talks is show them that it is, there's more here, come back, let's keep the conversation going. And then if if I've done that to some extent as well as I can, then a lot of the Q&A then focuses on credibility. So I think what we've seen is a bit of a shift in that in previous generations, 
to begin with, you start the talk, you start with credibility questions, don't you? Like, is this true? Um, Where is the evidence for this? Whereas now, I think through kind of postmodernism, but also just through the wake of of new atheism, um, students are very much kind of saying, well, is this relevant? Is this desirable? Is this livable? Um, Is this good for me? Will this lead to human flourishing? And then the question that the follow on after that is, okay, is this actually true? Does this actually stack up? Where is the evidence? And yeah, I was just very, I was just thrilled to be part of that conversation, really. Oh, that's a really helpful thing to, to think about, actually, for folks listening as we, you know, as we go into 2021, perhaps thinking about how we share our faith with our, with our friends and our neighbours and our colleagues and so forth, that, that sometimes we can kind of get locked into these ways of presenting the gospel that perhaps we learnt sort of 30, 40 years ago. Mm. And the gospel doesn't, doesn't change, mm. but because the audience change, unless we kind of recognise that and begin where people are at, we're going to miss people in entirely and um and of course that's thoroughly scriptural i the passage that was sprang to mind as you were talking there is you know paul in uh, the uh, in athens um you know when he sort of, sort of branches off almost doing cultural evangelism making connections out of their own poets and you know the architecture in the city and intrigues them to such a degree that at the end of that little dialogue in Acts 17 they turn to him and say we want to hear you again on this subject mm. and i think if it's in our evangelism that was the back of our minds how do we have conversations with people that sort of plant the seeds to begin with almost pre-evangelism such they're going okay this intrigues me this is interesting I, I you know I wish these things were true I want to hear you again and then the follow-up conversations you can perhaps move into more traditional territory but I I think you're absolutely right I think there's such spiritual hunger out there but um but we just need to be listening and making sure we're answering the questions that people are asking right yeah exactly I think that's it you're just putting kind of a stone in the shoe um aren't we in kind of wanting to to just Oh, I guess just intrigue people to kind of, as you know, C.S. Lewis was saying, you know, to come further up and further in. There's there's so much more here, and um, yeah, like you were saying, there's just such biblical um, grounding for for what we're doing, and particularly, you know, when you it's a big debate, isn't it, when you think about contextualization and what is that and what does that look like? But yeah, you know, I think recently I've just been reading more of New Begin and how we're all we're all enculturated and that even our language as we speak in English is a is an act of contextualization and I think I've just been really encouraged by that actually and seeing that it's not about um compromising the gospel at all but like you were saying it's meeting people where their questions are and then bringing them to see uh, the beauty and goodness um, of who Jesus is and what he's done for us through the cross. So, yeah, it's, it's a real joy, as I was saying, to be part of that conversation. And I think that just goes, um, there's just such an unparalleled and to an extent unprecedented openness on, on campuses at the moment, which I'm just thrilled to see CUs making the most of that at the moment through their, through their events and one-to-one discipleship. It's, uh, it's a privilege to see that. Anyway, enough about me, Andy. What have you been up to as you kind of look back on the year? You've been engaged in all sorts of stuff, haven't you? And particularly in the workplace. What have, what have you been up to? Yeah, you see, it's interesting. As you say, the year divides in sort of BC and before coronavirus and after coronavirus. But actually, for me, looking back, there's actually been some real highlights during the coronavirus time. And one thing I noticed was uh, lots of uh, workplaces up and down the country have Christian groups on them, groups of Christians who've kind of come together to perhaps pray together or Bible study together, but also many who want to reach out. And uh, so on a normal year, I often often travel and speak at events in workplaces and business, businesses. And of course, it hasn't been a normal year. But I've been really encouraged to see how Christians have gone, okay, well, let's just move this stuff online. 
And, um, you know, we've got Zoom and these kind of platforms. Let's use those. So two highlights for me, Christy, are two lunchtime events I did. Uh, one for a group of Christians at the London Stock Exchange. Oh, yeah. And uh, so that was, uh, I think, sort of September time and just really wonderful group of christians so missional and they'd actually had a mission week planned where they were going to have different speakers come in across a week Mm. and of course covid threw all that out the window so they just shifted it all online and actually found it was very easy to invite colleagues to come and watch online because actually there's a sort of anonymity that's safe for non-christians to go just tune into zoom we don't need to see who you are you can turn your camera off do that if you want to and so I spoke on where is God in a coronavirus world mm-hmm. and uh, really great Q&A afterwards not hostile questions just I think people really you know searching for hope and looking for mm-hmm. something and there were lots of those kind of questions around you know what you've said is would be wonderful if it's true how can we know that it's true which is exactly what I wanted um, and then um, just last week I think it was did another event this time for the uh, Ministry of Defence. And there's, a, again, a very active Christian community there across a lot of the MOD sites. And uh, and I would have gone down in person and spoken at one of those sites, but because we were online, that actually meant they could bring a b- bigger audience in. And there we looked at the question of can science answer every question? And we used COVID as the way into that because, you know, politicians have been banging on about trust the science, follow the science and so on. And, you know, our our, uh, our first minister here in Scotland, Nicola Sturgeon, actually came out and said, science has saved us, which is very interesting language. Um, <laughs> we use that as the way in. <laughs> and uh, again, just uh, really great. The Q&A is where, for me, I, you know, I like, use that as the kind of sort of litmus test of how has it gone. And you, there were lots of folks who didn't have any Christian faith, but just really great questions. And similar to what you were saying, I think, at uh, among university students is if if we can learn to engage the questions that people are asking you know whether it's you know sort of science whether it's human flourishing whether it's social justice whether it's whatever it is those are we don't stop there but mm. those are the starting points that the bridgeheads to the gospel and mm. so we see that done in the bible jesus did that uh, the, you know paul and the other first christians did that and it excites me when we can learn to do that um you know and obviously you and i stand in front of audiences because we do this more publicly but folks you know listening at home or in your cars wherever you're listening to this podcast um just encourage you that with your friends with your neighbors with your colleagues just begin listening ask questions get to know them find out what intrigues them and use those into the things that intrigue them as the starting point not the end point but the starting yeah. point for a bridge to the gospel and as you say leslie newbigin folks who aren't familiar leslie um newbigin was a kind of uh, anglican uh, missionary uh, in india for many many years and just sort of figured out there how to you know contextualize the gospel to that indian setting then came back to the uk and in the 30 years he'd been away the culture had changed and he mm-hmm. figured out i have to do this all over again for my own culture mm-hmm. um and wrote a one of my favorite of his books is gospel in a pluralist society yes um, if, you, if you haven't read that um folks have, have, a, have a check it out i mean it was written what in the 1980s i think mm-hmm. from the top of my head but it's as relevant today as it ever was he's like c.s lewis you read him and go man he must have been writing yesterday because all the issues he's grappling with uh, are issues that are around today so um so yeah so those workplace things are, are highlights for me and again for, for folks listening if you're in a if you're in a workplace um you know it's on monday through friday or whatever you know just maybe be thinking prayerfully about how you know are there ways you can reach out at, at work there are so many ways of doing that and um a little plug actually starting very shortly on the solas website 
uh, Christy and I, we have a colleague, uh, Solas Gavin uh, Matthews, and Gavin is editing a, a series this year on the Solas website where every couple of weeks he's going to publish an interview with a with a Christian in a workplace somewhere about how they reach out at work. And we've got wonderful range of people, men and women, people of all ages. We've got engineers and pilots and teachers and nurses and, you know, every conceivable profession we've tried to cover so that hopefully there's something for everybody. So whatever career you're in, you'll find somebody this year whose story is a bit like yours and will encourage you to reach out. Mm-hmm. So, Christy, we talked about universities, we talked about the workplace. Mm-hmm. What about sort of more down-to-earth stuff? Obviously, churches have been very restricted mm. this year but there have been some amazing examples of churches like innovating and stuff you know is there anything that you've seen or you've heard this year this last year that you've gone hey that's a brilliant idea for kind of reaching out during covid are there any kind of examples that you've you've come across either directly or through word of mouth mm. gosh there's been so much hasn't there i think um i'd like to ask you actually about the on how you found the online dynamic because some of the things that um, my own church has been doing and invitations that I've received to other churches is that they're just making the most of the the opportunities that we have at the moment just through Zoom um, and, and other outlets and bringing people in and, you know, hosting an evening, having kind of either an interview or um, like a panel of speakers. Actually, there was a great thing that was done here through, um, through Oak Hill um, where my where one of my close friends, Ed, was kind of did this um, conversations on COVID and invited um, a scientist and a lawyer and myself as a philosopher. And we all had this kind of conversation on, you know, what difference, um, how has it changed for us in the workplace and what difference does it, does knowing Jesus make for us in the midst of this? And it was great, Andy. We had um, a great, there was a great turnout. And, you know, it is odd, isn't it? When you can, you can't really kind of gauge kind of people's faces and what they're thinking. But it's just wonderful being able to see um, the faces on on Zoom. And so that's great. And then similar things, I think, are, are happening across the board. We interviewed Nay Dawson, didn't we, not long ago. And through her passion for um, evangelism network, she's been, well, we've been kind of putting on these events semi-regularly, just kind of looking at either big obstacles to to the Christian faith or things like race and justice and what does Jesus have to say about these things? And again, inviting in like experts in those areas um, and in those partic- with those particular backgrounds who can speak really meaningfully and persuasively and just beautifully about Jesus. And again, just the... Um, I, I think I've just been quite surprised as to the the level of conversation you're able to have with people afterwards. Because um, some of these events, it's, it, they are tricky, aren't they? Because you are just like looking at a looking at a screen, and you're not so much able to kind of follow up with some conversations. But I think um, having kind of an online registration. Um, form really helps because then you can kind of send uh, more messages out you know encouraging people to get in touch and to chat and to future events too um so yeah I've just seen a whole range of kind of one-off events connecting COVID with um, the Christian experience in life and the difference that Jesus makes to thinking about some of the really topical issues that have come up this past year on justice for example or on women or whatever it is and just seen that done really excellently but it's done excellently because I think these people are willing to have a go and I think everyone's just willing to give each other the benefit of the doubt (laughs) um particularly you know as we all moved on to zoom in those early months and to some extent I think there's something quite um, endearing about that that 
people are are willing to sit you know sit with like a cup of tea of an evening and um tune in on zoom and and there's a nice kind of homey ironically strangely homey feel to it how have you found that though Andy what if um what what kind of things have you seen happening in the local churches and perhaps that you've been involved in too any highlights there yeah I think some of my um some of my highlights uh Christy is I think I've I've been very encouraged to see examples of local churches just just innovating and going okay you know it's easy to go there are things we can't do because of covid you know we can focus on our land we can't have our meetings in the same way we can't do house groups in the same way and we can just sit in a little circle and kind of get depressed or we can go okay we can't do those things but what are the opportunities in fact the you know that's one of the the bible the bible passages i've come back to the most in in covid has been philippians with you know paul there in prison and he sort of writes, you know, well, don't be depressed. Like, look at the opportunities. You know, I get to preach to the East Roman soldiers. And uh, and because of that, the gospel's gone sort of viral within Caesar's household and stuff. And I wonder about COVID the same way. And so I'm encouraged to see churches that have pivoted on this. So, for example, you know, we've just come out of the Christmas season. So there's been some wonderful examples of stuff up here in my part of Scotland. We've had uh, one church I came across, um, you know, put their put the church worship band on the back of a trailer. Um, not to get rid of them. They weren't, that wasn't the, the, the gate they, they were playing. But they took the, they basically took the carol service on the road and just mm-hmm. drove the, the carol service around the community. And people just loved it. They came out of their homes and really engaging. And the church used that as an opportunity to give a little bit of literature around out and invite people to a Christianity Explored course uh, online in the, in the new year. Uh, one of my colleagues, uh, Gareth in Northern Ireland, is part of a group of churches locally that uh, figured out, okay, we let's see if we can put a carol service on like in the park locally or socially distanced and so forth. And, you know, right from the word go, engage the council. So there, there was no pushback from from local authorities or anything and everything was risk assessed and uh and they just had mass turnout basically they very quickly sold out well it was free tickets but you know ran out of tickets and he said what was interesting is the hunger people really wanted to be together they really wanted to come and be part of that and this is this huge openness and then i mentioned christianity explored both christianity explored and alpha i've been really excited to see here in scotland have been pivoted really well to doing those courses online and it turns out it's actually, in some ways, for some people, easier uh, because, you know, they haven't got to get babysitters. They want to leave their homes. They can just tune in uh, online. And um, and I think behind that has been Christians willing to invite. And I think that's something, you know, I'm, I've really encouraged to see Christians realizing, you know, this is an opportunity um, to, to reach out. And, you know, maybe we get it wrong, but I think there's something wonderful about the Christian faith that we don't judge one another, uh, you know, in crazy ways. If somebody doesn't phrase something quite right, that's not the Christian faith. That's, I don't know what it is. But if, you know, in the same with evangelism, really, it's to go, let's encourage one another and we'll make mistakes and things may go wrong. But I think God honors our willingness to be missional and reaching out. And so my hope and prayer for 2021, folks listening to this and for Christians throughout the country, is we take the opportunity to go, you know what, let's just get out there and try stuff. Look, what are the opportunities? Who, what are the connections that we have? We've got our next door neighbours. We've got our colleagues at work. We've got the other parents we see at the school gate. And just be praying, Lord, just you know, give me the courage and give me some opportunities and just try some and just try some things. And as you say, Zoom works actually, it has its limitations um but it also has advantages and it works one-to-one as well you know if you bump into another parent at the school gate you know say hey why don't we catch up for a coffee we could do it over zoom you know you put the your 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 kettle on i'll put my kettle on or whatever or we'll talk over the back fence or or whatever so i just think yeah i've been really encouraged christy to see churches and individuals grasp the opportunities and uh and yeah i think there's something interesting spiritually going on in the country and um 
yeah, I'm going to be intrigued to see what happens in 2021. I do hope that actually when we come out of COVID, which hopefully God willing is going to happen, uh, you know, in the next few months as the vaccination starts kicking in, boy, the nation's going to want to celebrate. Mm. And my prayer is that Christians get behind that. It wouldn't be great to have national you know, ch- ch- churches getting involved in kind of national day of celebration and stuff. That all happened at the end of the war. And I think there's a cultural moment here of going, getting Christians in the forefront of helping people celebrate and give thanks for coming out of an incredibly dark season. Let's just let's not just leave it to you know the, the media and whatever to tell us how to celebrate. Let's get Christi- the Christian faith at the heart of going. Wow, we're we're over this and we can move on. Well, amen to that, brother. Um, thank you so much. Isn't it a joy just to kind of look back on the on the year? And we've only kind of taken a small slice of things um, that we've been involved in. But if you're listening to this, we'd love to hear actually what you've been up to and what you found um, helpful, what you've enjoyed, if you've had creative ideas. And, you know, please do get in touch. We'd, we'd love to hear those. I definitely love to hear those. So, yeah, Andy, thank you so much for um helping us to to review the year and to just like look back on on God's goodness and kindness to us and yeah I similarly just really look forward to this next year and who knows God willing that in a year's time when we hopefully do another year in review what we will be able to to share and uh, rejoice in as a result of God's work um, through all of us. Brilliant. Well, to all of you uh, who've uh, tracked with Pep Talk this last year, thank you for listening and I uh, hope you'll stick with us in 2021. And we've got a great lineup of, uh, of guests and content as, uh, as ever. So uh, once again, thanks for listening. And Christian, I will see you in two weeks time.